This is a honky-tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey, everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to maybe the most ultimate episode of The Wrestler Review there possibly could be, because this is a territory wrestler and a confirmed racist... Ladies and gentlemen, Dirty Dick Murdoch. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, strap in for an hour of what I could best describe as a hate crime. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. This guy, it's insane that people want to put him in the Hall of Fame, given who he is. It's also insane. Well, what he is is he's he was the crazy, cool, interesting guy to a group of guys that went on to have a lot of success, and he clearly was just an alcoholic man who did zany things that was interesting to just wrestlers. So to them, he's like, he's the greatest. That time he took a shit in Tio Santana's mouth and then clotheslined him. Really fucking bro- <laughs> really broke up the days driving from town to town. And it was also like all of his friends that he started with are hugely influential people. Being Ric Flair, mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes, all that sort of stuff. That said, I don't think Dick Slater was a very good guy. And also probably didn't apply himself even a little bit. Like you can tell Terry yeah. Funk is a lot more reasoned than say Ric Flair or Dusty Rhodes because Terry Funk will go... Uh, well, you know, I like Dickie. But Terry Funk also grew up with his fan. Like, this, um, the Murdochs and the Funks knew each other. They were from the same town. And so Terry Funk is probably like, I don't think you want to put him in the Hall of Fame because we're going to find out that his dad had a dog called Kill the Jews. Like, so he's... he's well, that's the... So let's get all the fun stories out of the way before we have to, like, run down his actual wrestling career. Which is, for everyone listening, is actually shockingly very difficult because this guy... Just basically, like, similar to Bruiser Brody and a few other territory wrestlers, it was like, uh, hey, Dick, could you pass me the coleslaw here at this restaurant? I'm getting out of this goddamn territory. You don't treat the boys with respect. Um, <laughs> I don't actually work for I, the wrestling. I think this speaks mostly, yeah. <laughs> this speaks most to his legacy that I kind of did the math through listening to all these interviews of uh, people who talk about him. And if you're a white man from the southern United States, then Dick Murdoch was the most fun person to party with ever. And basically wrestling's, I don't know, Tom Green at that point? Yes. But if you didn't, if you were literally a white dude but just from the north, you hated this man's guts. Because, like... What's also... What's even more confusing is that he had a friendship and a partnership with the Junkyard Dog. We'll get to all of that as we run through his career. Let's go through the fun stories of the man known as Dirty Dick Murdoch. There's the time he cost himself the NWA championship. Yeah, we mentioned this on the podcast extensively, but go for it. Where he lay down in the middle of the ring and did the thing in the middle of the ring. And then as he was walking out, he looked at, I believe it was Dusty Rhodes, and said, I don't want that championship anyway. What a fucking maniac. Yeah, uh, he's like he's a lot like Bam Bam Bigelow, where it was like he could. It sounds weird, but like he's like, how did they asked Bam Bam Bigelow how he felt a title about titles? I don't know if we mentioned this in our episodes about him, but it was like, uh, my bag gets heavier. <laughs> like he's just like doesn't care. And Murdoch was always the one A guy. He was like the way that wrestler like the WWE now books Braun Strowman and for years booked the Undertaker is how they booked Dick Murdoch, which was. 
He comes in, he beats absolutely everybody to death, except for when he turns heel. And he like basically comes in as a heel, beats everyone else, loses to top babyface, then comes takes time off, comes in as babyface, working with the guy who beat him. And now he's the one A. And the only reason he doesn't have the title is because he's friends with the top baby. And he did this for 20 years, for over 20 years. But, like, he sounds super fun. Like, the uh, the story about how he plays in the West Texas, he played in the West Texas State. Oh, no, okay. Game, look- just because he kept, yeah. Well, so West Texas University is basically where Tito Santana, Ted DiBiase, Dusty Rhodes... Terry Funk, I believe, a fuckload of wrestlers came out of that program. Yeah. Dick Murdoch grew up in Amarillo. His dad was an Amarillo territorial star with Dory Funk Sr., Terry Funk's dad. Um, Dirty Dick Murdoch didn't go to college. He's not what you'd call a raider. So what he just did was <laughs> he lied and said that uh, he did go to that university and he did it so often that they just started believing him and put him in the alumni game. Mm. Which is amazing. insane. Like the after, you're a university, after, you have the paperwork. After he was like he couldn't play because he got too old, they made him the defensive coordinator. Like that Holy how, fuck, they put him in an I administrative guess position. This guy was. Yes. Hey you. Firstly, get all the black guys off the field. Secondly, everyone has to show their tits, even if they're a man. I also like in wrestling, by the way, there, it's still like a disputed fact that he was that Dirk Mayark was in the KKK, even though the people that saw the membership card include Tito Santana, Rocky Johnson, and Jim Ross. All are like, oh no, he was in the clan for sure. Um... Other fun things involve anytime you'd go to his house, he'd be drinking beer with his son, his son, and we mean his son when his son was like six years old. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) He also stopped wrestling for a spell uh, and worked for the Coors Beer Company as a brand ambassador, which was he would just go to bars and get people to buy Coors. He supposedly lost that job because for no reason at all, he drove his car up to the plant, the where there were trucks and he was like uh paint my car and they were like what and he's like e- they said it was fun and coors fired him because they were like we don't even know why you did that that's the stupidest that you're fired for sure yeah yeah that's so nuts so yeah like you know how they have brand ambassadors have you ever actually seen a brand ambassador in a bar john no i've only seen a brand ambassador in okay. my bed <laughs> I work for Trojan condoms. I work for Trojan condoms really? trying to get people not to use condoms. <laughs> yeah, I work for penises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I work for enjoyableloadspills.com. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, so uh, hello, sir. You look like the kind of fella who nuts, but be, could be nutting a little <laughs> bit more intensely. Have you thought about removing your pussy shield? Uh, what is that? <laughs> I think you colloquially refer to them as condoms, but you see, I'm not affected by this woke culture. I'm a bad man, and I come in things, not on. If you come, actually, a if you, interesting point is the if you come on something, is because you're bad at sex. Yeah, the, that is that's 100 scientifically proven. The only reason why you get STDs is because you're bad at sex. You want to know why I get STDs? I choose to remember why? the people I slept with using that method. 
before there was Facebook, I just had to get herpes. Yeah, before the before the before there was Facebook, I just had to explain what that itch was. Ooh, that's Roberta. <laughs> She's fiery. <laughs> Roberta. Oh yeah, man. I'm I'm really Roberta. We both know that I'm into a I'm into a strange lady name. Yeah. I only exclusively sleep with the backup singers from country bands, actually. Roberta. Oh, yeah, Roberta. Or or waitresses at truck stops in the middle in the middle states. Get me a Dixie, a Roberta, so a, a Donna. <laughs> so you get a nut or what? Yeah. Goosh. <laughs> I guarantee Dirty Dick Murdoch was such a racist he got upset when his jizz was off-white. God damn it, Dick, you race-baiting <laughs> traitor. <laughs> He, um, but here's Brand Ambassador. Here's what Brand Ambassador is. Let me walk you through this because I've been to a couple bars where they have Brand Ambassadors. Now, most times, it's just a pretty lady trying to get you to drink their drink, right? Yeah. But the you... odd time, it would be like a 2005 era. This is the last time I really saw it. it was like a 2005 era guy. And this is in 2010. Where it's just a guy with some gel in his hair, a popped up collar, and you better believe he's got a goddamn sport coat on. Being like, haha, wouldn't it be totally lit if you had a Coors? Whereas I like that they, the <laughs> Coors was so aware of their like actual market in the South. They were like, ah, shirtless clan member, actually. That's who we'll get. He's wearing this, he's wearing the same dirt farm hat. He, <laughs> he wore a hat from a dirt farm for years on I'm, TV. I'm not surprised at all that, like, he they call he called himself Captain Redneck, and I'm not surprised at all that Dirty Dick Murdoch that Coors Company is like we need to sell more beer to hillbillies. Who's going to help us do it? Well, that guy who came in for a meeting who said I don't shit near water, and then built an outhouse in the parking lot, and then used it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go with him. <laughs> Yeah, here's Dick Murdoch being a brand ambassador. You a sissy? You a sissy? You a sissy? Yeah. Too many people in here tan well. I'm getting out of here. Follow that man and drink whatever's in his trunk. Yeah. That guaranteed, he he was like, it was like, wow, Dick, you're getting a lot of people to drink Coors. Yeah, he's getting a lot of people What's to drink Coors. Also, he's for some reason seems to be frequenting a lot of schools. I don't, I can't get over the fact that he used to get his son to drink <laughs> beer with him all the time. Like his six-year-old son, he was like, "Well, hundred There's I, no way that Dick Murdoch's brand ambassador, quote unquote, was actually at a bar. It was for sure at high school house parties, and then at two a.m. after the bar, where he just opened his trunk and everyone drank Coors. And uh, they were like, this is warm. And he's like, half a dose is pissed. <laughs> Let me say this about Coors. I actually really like it as a beer. I really wish Dick Murdoch, like after reading all this shit about him, it sucks that he's a racist because it's like, this guy is like almost a folk hero. Oh my he God, He might be yeah. the good time racist folk hero that wrestling's always basically been around to create. Listen, he's not the hero that we want, but he is the hero we need right now. That is, the, that is true. He's, it, he's KKK Batman. Let me tell you, this would really spice up the WWE television negotiations if for inexplicably Dick, oh my God. Dick Murdoch was on the negotiating team. Why don't you wrestle me right now? We'll make the deal right now. Give me some fucking grit. It's greens, and one of you is going to measure my dick with your tongue. <laughs> uh, dick. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Dick. I'll just, it's I'll Hoyt. Know. Call me Hoyt. Dick was what my father wanted to call me. I've always been living in his shadow, and now I'm a businessman. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone quickly, get me a bunch of pens. I want to I wanna see if I can draw. <laughs> I'm an artist. Here's what I draw. Basically, it's just pictures of Shaq with a cross over it. <laughs> I hate that man. <laughs> Nothing to do with the color of his How skin. I'm supposed to hate him. I just have to. So, he's so charming. Uh, here's what I just got to say about Shaq. I find his, his post-commentary uh, by-play a little distracting from the game of basketball. Just because I'm racist doesn't mean I don't also have opinions on sports. <laughs> that's, that's the most... All right, so let's, so let's talk... Let's walk through the sad stories about... Dick Murdoch being racist. Here's number one. Oh. Ronnie Garvin and Ray Stevens and Dick Murdoch are having uh, basically a meal after the show. Dick Murdoch just says a racial slur. Oh, that, by uh, the way, Ray that, Stevens. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Oh, Ray Stevens just slaps him in the face immediately, and Ronnie Garvin's basically like, "Yeah, fuck you." And guaranteed, Dick was already not happy having that meal because Ronnie Garvin's French Canadian, and Ray Stevens was a tag partner with a gay man, so. Oh, probably already angry. By the way, Dick Murdoch, this is not the only time that he's at a restaurant and then just drops himself a gur or a ick. Uh, eating yeah. a meal with superstar Billy Graham. Superstar Billy Graham is out there. And for no reason at all, Dick Murdoch points at a waitress in a different section, says a racial slur. And superstar Billy Graham, different than Ray Stevens, finishes his meal and then yells at him in the parking lot. Which, you know, you got to make sure you... <laughs> Scold someone for being racist, but you want to make sure that you're away from the other people when you do it. I really like, here's what I like. I like the fact that superstar Billy Graham is probably our moms. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. How dare you? Um, yeah, there's that one. Richard. Richard, that's embarrassing, Richard. Yeah, Hoyt. Hoyt. Bad. His first name was Hoyt, by the way. I would like to point out that his, for some reason, uh, why are you dirty dick? Because Dirty Hoyt doesn't fucking sound right. <laughs> Harry Hoyt. I grow enough hair to my father's shame. I'm too smooth. I'm like an egg. Um, <laughs> he he legit looks like a racist egg. Yeah, he is a racist if egg. Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall and then just was like, I blame this on the Jews. Yeah. That's Dick Murdoch. If Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall and the wall was built between America and Mexico to keep the Mexicans out, <laughs> Humpty Dumpty would be Dick Murdoch. Now... Um, he also got knocked, he got, he gets knocked out a lot, by the way. You guys should strap in for the amount of times he gets knocked out. Gets knocked out by Rocky Johnson. They're in a match and Dick Murdoch just yes. keeps kicking him in the face. And Rocky Johnson's like, I think Rocky Johnson like looked at his body and the dirty Dick Murdoch's body and was like, oh wait, I used to be an Olympic strongman and you look like mayonnaise that's been spilled. And so he just knocked him the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> this bottle of Thousand Island dressing that's been set in the sun can't beat up the rocks, Dad. Um, say everything you said again. You cut out for a second. No worries. It's just a sick joke that you fucking missed. But um, oh, fuck. the the ultimate I think is that after the Texas Outlaws were having a good old time one night, just a good old time, good old tag match. Dick Burdock was like, "Oh man, that was great. Let's go to a party." And Dusty Rose likes parties, so they drive in his truck, and it turned out to be a Ku Klux Klan mixer. <laughs> oh, no. And Dick Murdoch couldn't understand why Dusty Rhodes was upset. And this, by the way, is someone... Like, this is the main thing for me, because it's like wrestlers go back and forth. 
But this is a guy who only speaks highly of Dick Murdoch and is like, yes, but also he was in the clan. Now there's people who are like, well, Dusty was in the clan too. My retort to that would be, why would he then mention Murdoch being in the clan? You know what I mean? He would just be like, no, neither of us were. But also like the scariest one is Tito Santana's in just starting to wrestle. Yeah, this one's terrifying. And Dick Murdoch. Yeah. And he says hi to Dick Murdoch because they both kind of know each other from being in the same uh, area. And Dick Murdoch just goes, just so you know where I stand and put, gives him a card and Tito turns the card around. It just says Dick Murdoch's Ku Klux Klan, which I've said before and I'll say it again. It's crazy that the clan makes runs to like Vistaprint. Yeah, it's very strange. business cards. I part How of, are we going to intimidate very fit Spanish men? I, part of me thinks that just Dick Murdoch had those printed up. Because I've never heard of anyone else having a business card. And he evidently loved showing people that fucking business card. Of course. Well, I assume it was only to people like Tito Santana. No, no, Jim Ross. Ro- he showed it to Jim Ross weirdly. Like, Jim Ross is the, like... Oh, weird. Yeah. Also, Jim Ross, not the biggest fan of Dirty Dick Murdoch. Well, you couldn't... That's such a weird thing because Murdoch was a big... Bill Watts and Murdoch were big uh, big fans of each other. Uh, not surprisingly. Oh, yeah. You had you said there's a statement that Bill Watts uh, wrote that you were going to read. Um, were you okay, not? So Do you want to read that now? Th- this is the full... Statement. Right, so Jesus Christ. Knows. No, yeah. This is, a, this is now... Uh, we're lawyers. So this is the full... Call statement. me Johnny Cochran. Yeah, Dylan is Alan Cunt Spans. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the Pussy Review. My name is Johnny Cockman. <laughs> no. Today we're reviewing beef curtainy ones. They're great. Best things about them, they're pussies. Worst things about them, they're not jerking me off with their pussies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be too much exactly what people want <laughs> this is why it's important that we do episodes like dick murdoch so we publicly say this is bad because yeah. some people are listening to this thinking like i wonder what their stance is legitimately oh um, here's some fun 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 uh, research i did so i just want this to hammer this home because we were talking about the junkyard dog yes and how him and dick murdoch were friends the junkyard dog hated bill watts because he was racist. Now, keep in mind, that. keep in mind, Bill Watts claims about- that he cannot be racist because he's a Christian and Jesus was a Jew. That's his actual, This is that's how he explains he's not racist. Right there, I'm like, well, that's what a racist guy says for sure. Because if you said, John, yeah. are, are you racist? No, I am not. Well, this person says you are. Well, they are fucking wrong. My answer is not, well... I believe in Jesus, and Jesus, keep in mind, was a Jew, so he's dead, which is why Bill Watts believe, likes him, because he's a dead Jew. That's why Bill Watts likes him, because Bill Watts is a racist. This is, how, this is how racist Bill Watts was, though. Literally, the junkyard dog had to make friends with a member of the Ku Klux Klan <laughs> to protect him against... But I've... Yeah, alright, so here's... Because everyone thinks the Lester dramatic thing... Uh, is all he said, which is, here's the quote, like, Lester Maddox was right, he was the guy who refused to sell, uh, chicken to black people, Lester Maddox was right, if I don't want to sell fried chicken to blacks, I shouldn't have to, it's my restaurant, hell, at least I respect him for his stand. So that is, that is what the WWE, uh, puts out there as Bill Watts said. Uh, here's the entire statement. No, the, well, that's what was printed by, I think, Court Bauer or someone that eventually got Bill Watts fired from WCW. 
I actually think I've read the entire quote. Ladies and gentlemen, strap in to be like, well, if this man's not a racist, then nobody, then Hitler was not a racist. <laughs> yeah, all right, here we go. So this is Bill Watts. Keep in mind, <laughs> I just want to say, I guess the point of this is somehow there's people more racist than Dick Murdoch in wrestling. No, I think Dick Murdoch was more racist than Bill Watts. There's no way that he wasn't more all racist right, than Bill I'm Watts. I'm going to read this. All right. If you want a business, so this is all Bill Watts. If you want a business and you put money in, why shouldn't you be able to discriminate? It's your business. If free enterprise is going to make it or break it, you should be able to discriminate. It should be that. By God, if you're going to open your doors in America, you can discriminate. Why the fuck not? That's why I went in business, so I could discriminate. I mean, really. I mean, I want to be able to serve who I want to. It's my business. It's my investment. Here's where it gets real, guys. I can't tell a fag to get the fuck out. I should have the right to not associate with a fag if I don't want to. I mean, why should I have to hire a fucking fag if I don't like fags? Fags discriminate against us, don't they? Sure they do. Do blacks discriminate against whites? I'm going to stop it there because it somehow gets worse. (laughs) I'm going to break this to you guys. Uh, Bill Watts, not the biggest fan of the movie Roots. Yeah, Bill Watts uh, describes the movie Roots as that thing that ruined my television. Oh, and he says that the best thing that ever happened to black people was going to America. Oh, God. Does he mention how he gave Ernie Ladd a job? This is also how you know that Bill Watts has some just, like some hate in his heart. That he can specifically name the two black people he helped financially. He, I watched like a 1981 year in review where he um, talks about 1980, where 1981 was like the year of the junkyard dog, where the junkyard dog far and away became the biggest draw they've ever had in that territory, along with the help of uh, Dick Murdoch. And he's so angry, <laughs> visibly, but that he's relying on JYD. It also, I think, broke the Junkyard Dog. Because the Junkyard Dog, literally, he was on top. He just gained weight and was just like, I do not give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, we got to do a Junkyard Dog episode, but that would be so sad. Junkyard Dog is also fascinating in that his name is the best. Like, I remember being a kid, and it's like, and the Junkyard Dog. It is a really good name. What the fuck is that guy? Is he going to eat somebody? And then he just, like, clapped a lot and did the power slam, and you're like, I'm all right with that. In fact, I really liked it. He He might be like... He was like the most fun wrestler to watch as a kid. Oh yeah, and also him, him on when you watch WrestleMania one, where he's definitely still trying, you do think like, oh, this yeah. guy's the heir apparent to Hulk Hogan. When he walks up to another one, bites the dust, and it's like the fucking loudest thing ever in New in Man uh, in uh, Madison Square Garden. Holy fuck! <laughs> oh Jesus fuck Christ! And I think uh, no, we'll save that for a junkyard Direct episode. My my sizzling hot fucking takes. Um, so he never wanted to be the champ. That's another thing. Like, uh, openly, he never, Dick Murdoch never wanted to be the champ. Yeah. It, it, he wanted to be the, yeah, he wanted to be the badass that came in out of territories. Because it's also one of those things where you have to remember, this is a guy that grew up in the wrestling business his entire life. His dad was very good friends with Dory Funk Sr. He was trained and schooled in the, if they, if you can always draw your own money, you're never controlled by the promoter. And it was such an old school mentality that was absolutely driven home by him, which is also weird because you can tell that it's a weird relationship between him and Terry Funk because Terry Funk, as much as Terry Funk is portrayed as like, oh, I'm a bit of an outlaw. Like Terry Funk is a rich kid who grew up, his son is the son of a big celebrity in Amarillo, Texas. Like think about this. Amarillo was a territory 
Amarillo is a. It would be like if fucking Scranton, New Jersey, or Slough was a giant media hub for something. Like, there's no importance that Amarillo was a territory that was you. You would live there and wrestle there, and it was big enough to sustain you financially. Like, that's insane. Amarillo's tiny, but. Um, so that clearly was Dirty Dick uh, Murdoch's mentality. Um, but he, for all the shit that he put people through, he had some, he was an amazing wrestler, especially early on. The, the Texas Outlaws, Jesus Christ, those matches are fascinating. It's very interesting because you see the beginnings of a much more fast-paced style in the way he sells, in the way he moves. You also see Dusty Rhodes actually looking fit, which is crazy. Like, I mean, if Dusty Dusty Rhodes had not just gotten super fat, it would have been even fucking bigger. Like if he had actually just stayed the way he was in the uh, Texas Outlaws, he would have been bigger than Hulk Hogan. Because he, the problem with Dusty Rhodes is you're like no, this, this fat that. fuck. I, yeah, here's I, what here's the uh, here's the weird one. I think that like Dusty Rhodes and Dick Murdoch, yeah. All right, so when Amarillo was a big territory, the um, population was a hundred and between one hundred and thirty and one hundred and twenty thousand people, which is nuts. That's the height of it. All right. Um, the thing about Murdoch and Dusty that they both share is essentially, when they're the Texas Outlaws, they're learning to work, and that's why they're actually good, energetic wrestlers at that time. Like they're getting oh. crazy. And then they learn how to work, and they learn that, like, old-school, old-guy style where it's like, oh, you don't jump all around to do a drop kick. You put a guy in a headlock, and then you spit on your hand and rub it on his face. And then when they learn to work, that's when, basically, Dusty Rhodes starts inhaling mayonnaise, and yeah. Dick Murdoch starts getting so drunk that he loses a fight to, like, a small boy. Yeah, he loses a fight to alcoholism. Yeah. Um... Here's another thing. Here's some uh, another two things, and then we'll take a nice little break, and then we'll actually go through like territory by territory Dick Murdoch's career. Um, but he uh, here's some fun facts. He <laughs> he owned a bar called Dick's Dive after he retired, which is pretty good. <coughs> yeah, I th- I think that's crazy that that actually sustained as a business. Like the crazy thing about Dick Murdoch is you hear things like that, and you're like. Well, he had to be doing something right because how the f- like the poor manager of that bar just waking up after a long shift and somehow Dick Murdoch has just left various voicemails where he's shitting. Just, you goddamn beer made me do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, uh, and uh, he got Ted DiBiase and Barry Windham to quit football and keep wrestling, which I think is. That's good. Yeah. And the final, and the thing that we all need to remember anytime we watch WWE programming is that Dick Murdoch absolutely was idolized by John Bradshaw Layfield, buddy. Not surprised at fucking all. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. I was unaware of that. And there's Isn't a... that just like right out there and you're like, oh, that's why you do this. Yeah, that's, that's w- why. That's why you are the way you are. Stories. Yeah, let me that's why everything is this. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the insane clown posse read about Dirty Dick Murdoch and thought that's who we want our fans to be and the Juggalos were born? <laughs> Dick Murdoch probably dressed up as a clown, 
for his kid's birthday, but then got drunk, and one of the ICP was there, and they're like that with rapping. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's who we are. How the yeah, the insane clown posse was born because Dirty Dick Murdoch was gonna be a clown for his son's birthday, but he doesn't know months, so he just dressed like a clown for seven weeks, hoping that he got the day right. <laughs> Is it your fucking pussy day yet? It's the day you came out of the pussy. Which day would you get job born? I don't know. All right, listen, so we're gonna take listen a, to me, a son. Break. I'm gonna go pour myself a cup of a cup of uh, cup of hot Joe and get ready to go through the territories that Dirty Dick Murdoch wrestled in. Oh baby, oh baby, more racism after the break. Yeah, let's look. I can't wait for the time where Dirty Dick Murdoch goes to Japan because I feel like we are going to have to do some editing. <laughs> after the break. Ooh. Oh, it's time for a break to have a break. Break. Everyone's breaking. We're broken. Yeah. Not like Matt Hardy, because nice. we're not paying impact any money. Yay. Go to patreon.com, wrestler review. There's a backslash in there, and give us some fucking cash, you fucking shits, so you can decide what wrestler we review next, or to pay us enough money to get a Barry Darso tattoo. Only one of us will do that, because the other one already has given his body for stupid ideas. Now enjoy the rest of the episode, and if you don't, shut up, you're fat. Patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. Please give us so much money. Don't fucking correct my commercial. We're back, everybody. Now, let's try and be a little bit more professional, because we're talking about a man who's synonymous with professional. If you don't know the definition of that word, and you, mean, you think it means uh, using the N-word to describe paper... Let's go through Dirty Dick Murdoch's career, Dylan. Okay, you know, <laughs> you know, this might be uh, this might be a bit ironic, but if we said we said Jerry Lawler is the Roman Polanski of wrestling, I think Dick Murdoch might be wrestling's Cat Williams. You know what? I think you're right in that I love him and he's done nothing wrong ever. Yep, totally correct. <laughs> he's he just does super super fucked up shit, but everyone who's a wrestler loves him. And when he's when he tries, he's still great. But like, clearly, it's diminishing over time. For anyone who's within the sound of my voice, if you haven't watched Cat Williams' new Netflix special, you are doing yourself a disservice. It is fucking crazy. That man sweats more than anyone I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, he does not take care of himself whatsoever. Like impressively, so doesn't take care of himself. It's awesome. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. Um, so let's do it. All right. So 1965, he starts, Dick Murdoch does, in wrestling as Ron Carson, a tag team with Don Carson, because that's how you fucking did things. Right? Yeah, make sure their names rhyme. It's 1965. Yeah. I <laughs> would give anything He's his for brother. A, Why? Fuck you. For a hippie to meet dirty Dick Murdoch. Believe in free love. Love costs something. Fuck you. <laughs> Why is that goddamn charcoal briquette playing guitar? You mean Jimi Hendrix? Guitar is a white man's instrument. Uh, it's not. <laughs> you win this argument, Elvis Presley. I'm your mom. <laughs> Still got sideburns. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, he starts in the Texas Outlaws. 
with uh, Dusty Rhodes. In the 70s? They were, they were like, yeah, in the early 70s into the mid-70s. And they were a really, really great tag team. If you've never seen a Texas Outlaws match, there's uh, one that uh, the pri- kind of the primary one they show in the AWA. Uh, sorry, in the WWE Network is in the AWA. It's Dusty Rhodes and Dirty Dick versus Billy Robinson and Don Morocco. And it's two out of three falls, and they do it really well where it's like they lose a fall by DQ just to hurt Morocco enough that it's now a two-on-one on Billy Robinson. And then there's a lot of people who have said that basically Dick Murdoch is a great athlete, and that is not true because he barely can pick up Billy Robinson, and his finisher is the brainbuster, and he just slowly and calmly drops Billy Robinson on his neck, and it looks like he dies. Like, he just stone-cold Owen Hart's Billy Robinson onto concrete. But I'm assuming Billy Robinson is so much from Wigan that he has taught himself not to break his neck. <laughs> yes, no, he's taught himself that breaking your neck is a sign of weakness and would actually force your mom to talk to you. So instead <laughs> of breaking his yeah. neck, he just doesn't. He some, but he did. Dying would make my ex-wife call me. Yes, no. I'm not going to die. Instead of breaking that my neck, somehow I'm just going to make a bap form here. <laughs> But he just, like, it's so funny to watch someone very slowly fuck something up, which is every Dick Murdoch brainbuster. Because it's like a suplex. It's like he forgets his own finishing move as a brainbuster, and he's like, suplex, there's no way, gotta kill him. You're dead. I'm just trying to find it here. I want to find out where, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to scan where Dusty Rhodes then goes into the feud with Paxon that launched the American Dream stuff. Because I'm trying to figure, that would have been the end of the West Texas Outlaws, and it's just very funny. Well, what happens, basically, is that once the Texas Outlaws break up, uh, this is when All Japan and New Japan are just heating up. So there's a huge bidding war between Baba and Anoki over Dick Murdoch because he's exactly the type of American they always brought in. Yeah, like, Stan Hansen. The type of yeah, you Stan Hansen and Bruiser yeah. Brody minus the professionalism. Exactly. Okay, yes. That's no, I f- totally what comes through. I got it. Sorry. Uh, just to explain, it's 1974 is when the West Texas Outlaws break up, basically. Dusty goes to Florida, teams with Paxon, is managed by Gary Hart. They turn on Dusty, and he launches himself as the American Dream, while Dirty Dick Murdoch ironically goes to Japan and becomes the Japanese Dream, something that caused him to shower four times a day because he's a filthy racist. (laughs) But that's... You can totally see that the reason they got Brody and Hanson, essentially, is because Murdoch... Well, they basically got Dick Murdoch, and then Stan Hansen came through, and they were like, wait a minute. We can have Dick Murdoch, but in shape? Yeah. And he shows up to every match? <laughs> wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. And, and then they saw Bruiser Brody, and they're like, wait, we can have this guy, but he's incredibly innovative? Oh, let's put him and the other guy who keeps knocking people's eyes out in a tag team together. We'll just call them uh, Brody and Hansen, even though they should just be called based on what they yell at people. <laughs> It is so funny that they were like, we need someone a bit calmer than Dick Murdoch. That guy freely beating up Japanese children. Yeah. Give me that blind man. <laughs> in character. That blind man who's spitting tobacco at a priest. I don't like wearing black. <laughs> he keeps yelling, I'm in character. Show me your dinger. <laughs> TV wangers. You want to see how... I want to see how big or small it is, and then I want 
taste how bad it feels. I just want to know where you line up against me. It's shallow but deep in my pool, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so there's them. Uh, oh, and also keep in mind, the West Texas, out- the Texas Outlaws were in the AWA, so there is all possibility that Dick Murdoch and... Uh, but Dick Murdoch and sweet, sweet mean Gene Okerlund had personal interactions, and I pray for that to be true <laughs> every day of my life. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to my hotel room where I've gotten Dick Murdoch dr- so drunk that I'm videotaping him doing what I please to my new friends. <laughs> and by new friends, I mean bits of people that I have frozen over the years. Many people think Vern Gagne has dementia. He doesn't. I just slowly removed bits of his brain and ate them to see what happened. Then he became my murder puppet in an old folks home. I'm perpetually hard. <laughs> All right, so Dick Murdoch hey, is now. What are you doing? Dick Murdoch's now in uh, Japan for the most part. I assume just in a rage the entire time. Like, imagine you're Dick Murdoch. What would Dick Murdoch... Like, Dick Murdoch would lose his mind at the notion of Japanese food. Have you ever seen uh, Mr. Baseball? Yes, of course. I'm a man with a heart and a soul. All right, so Mr. Baseball, movie in the early 1990s where Tom Selleck basically is no longer good enough to play Major League Baseball, so he goes to Japan, and the entire movie is just him being upset at Japanese things, yeah, it's... and I imagine it was like that, combined with the first half of American History X. That was Dick Murdoch in Japan. This means not welcome! <laughs> yeah, stop doing that and eat the food. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I have no power here. <laughs> well, plus the other thing, the thing that probably kept him in check, honestly, was the fact that, like, every Japanese wrestler, above all, like, they all were legitimate like tough guys all taught by Carl Gotch and Billy Robinson and Anoki and it was like if he pulled any like fucking shit like any racist shit he probably just would have been beaten up very badly that's a fair point and the other thing is that the like that that didn't happen to him. he was like he was part of the majority he's no longer part of the majority and like every bully he probably just fucking submitted completely I'm sure he did. He was also probably so drunk from the airplane rides that he do- doesn't know, he didn't know he ever went to Japan. <laughs> what happened to Texas? Why is everybody squinting? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's dark. Yeah, I don't know. I, I went on a plane, I got a haircut, and I came back. That was a wrestling match. Yeah, I. that's how, I, that's how a haircut goes. From yeah. Yeah. You just have a bloody fight with a man and you never cut your hair because I'm not a woman. Yeah, you're a girl. I'm a boy. I stand to shit. <laughs> that was on my thighs. Yeah. But that means I'm not a woman. I stand to shit like a horse. I go... <laughs> and then I eat a rock carrot right away. Let me tell you this. I am not a woman. I am a pretty, pretty horse. Now pet me. Pet me. Pet me like mommy should have. Make sure you dry me off before you put me away. I don't want to be <laughs> red too hard. I'm dirty dick, <laughs> which is what you'll get from me. Dirty dick, dirty dick, Ron Carson. <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was his theme song. That was his literal theme yeah. song. Dirty Dick. Dirty Dick. Dirty Dick. Everyone 
nose it's thick and dirty dick he's got himself a trick and that's convincing people of color he likes them he's bad at tricks you're a man and you got nice nobody hair. Let me wash you, but don't tell anyone it's our little secret. I just want to wash you because God doesn't like it, but I do. Cries at the end, gets pinned. Dick Murdoch in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about this, but Dick Murdoch uh, teams with the, the junkyard dog um, in Mid South with, with Bill Watts and good lord. The junkyard dog probably just started. That's where all the problems started for him, probably. He's like, oh, wrestling's fun. Wait a minute. No, it's not. Um, and they feud with the Freebirds for a bit. And then Murdoch, of course, he's going back and forth to Japan because Japan's uh, so much money. He tries to settle down in the States. He goes to the WWF, which apparently didn't put him on TV for the first six months. Would so you? Show up, get hammered, and go home. Great. 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 Because he's also in the North, which no. he probably hates more than Japan. I guarantee he was more oh, comfortable in true. Japan than he was in the north of the Amer- of America. They're like the Japanese, but they chose to be Japanese. Yeah, you guys are. What does that mean? You guys are. I don't even know. You guys are Japanese, but you're hiding it. I don't like that. I like honesty. Show me your Japanese. Then he goes to Jim Crockett. Uh, Jim Crockett. This is where he feels at home because they reunite. Very good. Yeah. What you say? What you? Oh yeah, go for it. I was just gonna say this is where he. Uh, uh, joined to Ivan Koloff and Vladimir Petrov uh, fighting Nikita Koloff and Dusty Rhodes and it gives us some great promos such as Murdoch reminding everyone that he was a Vietnam vet which I don't know if that's true but he was in the Air Force uh, and he also by the way talking about um, Dick Murdoch being bad at uh, being a wrestler uh, injures Nikita using a back uh, brain buster suplex on the floor and he is uh, then suspended and leaves the NWA to go work in Puerto Rico. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's not good. Who's that white guy fighting the military? Dirty dick. Dirty dick. Who's the guy who just took a shit on Victor jo- Jovica? It's dirty dick. It's dirty dick. <laughs> um, he probably... He was like, I don't know how to tell you this, guys, but... I might not be a clan member because we get along really well. Yeah, yeah. If you don't want to do something for somebody, you, you stab them. You stab them. them. Is that so hard? Just like what I do with my kids. That's why they got, I got a lot of stab wounds. Uh, he returns to WCW <laughs> as part of the Hardliners or the Hardline Connect- Collection Agency with Dick Slater. I can only imagine what that locker room smelled like. More like just regret. Two dirty dicks. But did you, he reformed the uh, Texas Outlaws in Crockett with Dusty. Um, and that was actually pretty cool because it was like they were – it's kind of that thing where they they did the same thing with Dusty as they do with John Cena all the time where it's like he'll sometimes go back to like, oh, he's a bad boy um, character. So they actually did do stuff like Murdoch would beat people and then Dusty would come in and just beat up a jobber. And they did a really cool thing too where it's like – to get Murdoch over, essentially, they bring him in as part of uh, Camp Cornette, and uh, they didn't call it Camp Cornette, but Cornette brings him in, and he just and they keep this going in Smoky Mountain, where they talk about how Jim Cornette's mom paid Dick Murdoch to protect little Jimmy, and 
Cornette stays far, far away from Murdoch the whole time. Well, this is the interesting thing about Cornette's character is Cornette, all throughout the NWA, it was about how he had a spoiled rich mom who paid for everything, and that's why he was able to manage the Midnight Express and like dress like that. And it's apparently based, in fact, because his dad, who died very early on, was very high up in publishing and local politics in Kentucky. So it's more than likely that Jim Cornette did come from a couple of bucks, which is also probably why he, you know, screams and yells and tells everyone to go fuck themselves. Then he's like, I'm going to go back to fucking selling horror movies out of my fucking attic, you fucking cunts. I love Jim Cornette so fucking. Well, that's... But that's the weird thing about Cornette is he loves Dick Murdoch. He will not stop talking about how awesome he is. Yet, um, he's, like, if you look on his Twitter and shit, it's he's super left-wing and, like, an atheist and all that. And Dick Murdoch is a walking uh, swastika. Yeah, Dick Murdoch, if so he was, weird. if Dick, Dick Murdoch was alive, he would be, he'd be the fucking, yeah, Secretary of the Interior for the Trump camp, for the Trump presidency, and he that's not would. even a job in America. They'd make that for him. <laughs> you would just be Donald Trump. Yeah. It would be Murdoch Pence in 20, it would have been Murdoch Pence in 2016. If Murdoch was still alive, he'd be yeah. on Fox News on a show called, like, the Murdoch Moments. Hey, here's the problem with taxes. They don't make me want to fuck. <laughs> yeah. The Canadian version, the Canadian show Murdoch Mysteries would be very different. <laughs> what a piece of fucking shit. Um, hey, Dick Murdoch, hopefully he's... hell is real and you're there, you racist fuck. You suck and are a bully and also had some of the worst arms I've ever Terrible. seen for someone that had was a professional athlete. He's really bad. Oh my god. Like by the way, okay, we are now in 1987. This is where if you're keeping track of his body, it goes in the West Texas Outlaws where he looks like a strapping doesn't work out just enough but and drinks a little bit athlete, but still has a bit of a pudge but definition. Yeah. At this point, he is now just a fucking egg with legs. He looks so fucking bad. His teeth are awful they are noticeably slanted which i don't even know how that happens but it yeah. definitely did he's this is the weird yeah he's maybe the worst body in pro wrestling history because it really is just like the one the type of fat where it all stays in your stomach like all of it he is six foot five he is 280 pounds of just marshmallow like i can't stress this enough not a strong man like for how farmer strong he should have been like a dude born in texas and oh i love drinking and fighting and whatever like this dude could barely do a brain buster he was actually way more like agile and all that than anything else he's it was just a it was just unfortunate like it's gonna sound weird but it's unfortunate that there wasn't like a Meltzer in the 70s to just or even like really Meltzer didn't get going until the 90s like as far as being complete in everything with the backstage stuff just so some of the bad stories about Murdoch could come out. Yeah, no, it, it's also everything more was a lot like more. Per, everything was a lot more protected back then, so you weren't going to find out about like, oh my god, the dirt sheets of Dick Murdoch was in the back. Which is there'd just be a section called yeah, there would be a, a different composite called the Murdoch, and it would just be like, well, Dick Murdoch uh, walked up to Callisto, uh, uh, sneezed in his mask, and handed it back, and went, "It's better now." <laughs> Well, that's essentially JBL. JBL has carried on that fucking shitty legacy. Yeah, JBL. Oh, hey, JBL. I know you're listening. couple of things. I'm glad Dick Murdoch's dead, and I can't wait until <laughs> yeah, you're dead. Yeah, he is listening. Hey, Dick Murdoch. <laughs> hey, hey, JBL. JBL. I fucked your wife. 
I fucked her consensually. Yeah. Something that you've never done. You. He's in the pro. You fucking piece of shit. He's in the pro wrestling hall of fame. Who? He's in the pro wrestling hall of fame. He's a one time, one time, WWF tag team champion with Adrian Adonis. This is, of course, Adrian Adonis when he was a badass from New York and not Flower Shop Adrian Adonis. I prefer Flower Shop Adrian Adonis for no other reason than everyone <coughs> seemed to imply that Adrian Adonis was, like, noticeably more relaxed as soon as he got that gimmick. And I think that's very funny that he was just like, oh, yeah, this is who I am. <laughs> well, it's a big load off to be like, oh, thank God, I don't have to, like, get over as, like, a... Oh. As a... And it was a big push for him because it was like, you're a badass. Okay, cool. And he was good at wrestling or whatever, but it's like, uh, you're gay now, and everyone hates that, so Roddy Piper's gonna yell at you. Like, yeah, Roddy Piper. Well, you know what I don't like? It's your fashion sense. <laughs> I'll let me tell you Stop what I don't trying like. to decorate things. Yeah. Some people say it's Adam and Eve, and not Adam and Steve. I don't really go back that far. I just don't like the idea of dicks getting shitty. Someone get me a gun. <laughs> so that's uh, Dick Murdoch. What's your favorite thing about Dick Murdoch? I think that he appeared in the 1995 oh Royal Rumble for no reason at all. By the way, the 90s, uh, just quickly to wrap up Dick Murdoch's career, the 90s were works for Coors, goes to Smoky Mountain, backdoors into the WWF very briefly. Vince McMahon realizes he's there tells him to get the fuck out <laughs> he then for no reason at all participates in a legends match at the 1995 slamboree with wahoo mcdaniel where they both bleed and sweat and look uncomfortable and then dies oh man yeah that that is a very bad match the wcw for a short time did this like classic match thing where they would have two old timers come out and wrestle a 10 minute match for, which is a terrible idea and they were in black and white. Like, you know, TV wasn't when these guys were wrestling because it was the 70s and 80s. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. the 70s when it wasn't black so, and white. But what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, then they bloodied each other up because no one cared. Yeah, what else are you going to do? And they probably thought, like, that's how you get over. We did it. We're the NWO now. I'm a Hollywood. Yeah, we're. I'm, this is how the NWA should be. I'm Hollywood. Guy, two tired guys slugging at each other. I'm Hollywood Dick Murdoch. Every, what are you going to do when I fall asleep on your stuff? <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do when I steal your debit card and get frustrated <laughs> I don't know the code and throw it down a sewer? <laughs> Hey, Get a new one? I'll tell you. Probably. Outsider should not be Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. The outsider should just be uh, the Harlem Heat. <laughs> I'll be friends with Harlem Heat because they look so good in those. No, they don't. Nothing looks good to me. Uh, best thing about Dick Murdoch, I think Dick Murdoch being around forced a lot of guys to try other things and be a bit more inventive because they wanted to impress him based on the amount of people that love Dick Murdoch. That is, I think, the nicest thing I can say about a racist piece true. of shit that I don't like. Yeah, I'd say the best thing about him uh, probably is that he got Ted DiBiase and Barry Windham to commit fully to wrestling. All right. That's because good. Because they were pretty good football players, but it's like... It sounds like a weird thing, but it's like uh, they were on the fence, and they had such inroads. Like, I didn't know this about Ted DiBiase, but his mom and dad were both wrestlers. Yeah, both his mom and dad mom were wrestlers, as was, yeah. I think, his granddad. Like, he couldn't do anything else. Yeah, like, I knew... He's his, also discussed... He's discussed yeah, why I he was... his a, dad was a wrestler. He was a bit disappointed that his son went into wrestling, because he was just like, you don't need to. Just do anything else, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, it worked out. In a way. At the end. <laughs> it worked out. After the drugs and alcohol got to him. Did Ted Jr.? And I assume Dick Murdoch 
There's no official, oh, it was a heart attack. So, yeah. Heart attack at 49 is the most official way to just be like, no steroids? You just have no respect for this thing. I'm out. <laughs> that's, that's, my friend, is called drinking with reckless abandon. Yeah. It's just like, if you put some stu- some green stuff that's not your own vomit back into this thing, maybe we would have lived past then. Yeah. I eat green sometimes. Sometimes I yak, but there's a little bit of sweet, sweet vodka in it, so I eat that in a bowl. Him dying in 1996 robbed us of the inevitable ECW appearance where uh, Spike Dudley acid drops oh, Dirty no. Dick Murdoch, and then Dirty Dick Murdoch and the gangsters just fight for real. Where <laughs> <laughs> New Jack literally kills him live on television <laughs> two years after he died. Yeah, like, I would have been fine with it. Totally fine with it. Dylan, worst thing about Dirty Dick Murdoch, are you going to go body or his racism? And then I'll just do the other one. I mean, we can both say racism, and I just want to say this. I don't know if he would have worked for ECW, because that literally would have been, he would have been working for a Jewish man, <laughs> and probably putting over a black man, which is his literal nightmare and also no i don't think he ever he don't i don't think he ever would have worked with paul Heyman because paul Heyman, like he honestly for being sort of the not he's a bit of a snaky guy but there was one person in wrestling that he overtly hates and that is bill watts like he has constantly been like bill watts can fuck off yes and dick murdoch somehow was less racist than bill watts which is pretty nuts that's so crazy well because dick murdoch was like showy racist bill bill watts it was just in his soul um i'm gonna say the worst thing about dick murdoch (laughs) is that it literally was yeah I think you say the worst thing about Dick Murdoch is there's a lot of people in wrestling that think Dick Murdoch is someone who should be emulated, which was he had a lot of talent at the beginning and never fucking exploited it, never did anything with it, just was kind of a piece of shit, fucked with a lot of people, was annoying and fat and drunk and died early, and he's not someone who should be emulated. He's a piece of fucking garbage. That is true, and he's the most annoying type of talented person where he doesn't try at all. And still gets pretty and, and far, and then is like, why did I not get yeah. further? I didn't do nothing, and, and I didn't get nothing. Yeah, and he's one of those dudes, yeah, he doesn't try at all. He gets he has connections, so he gets pretty far. Um, he really stiffs people in the ring, and when he could... Oh, but when Mur- when Murdoch could turn it on, he was great. And I was like, yeah, but you should do that every night because this is your, like, actual job. Yeah, aren't you and supposed you to turn it on every night? In the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I turn it on every night. Oh, baby. You're more Dick Murdoch, John, because you're nope. systemically racist. Well, I would say it's systemic. It's just they behave a certain way, and I'm going to be here to point it out. I mean, that's not how I feel. <laughs> that's not the tattoo you have on your neck. Yeah. YOLO. It's not on my neck no more. It's on well, my dick right. neck. I got a swastika dick tattoo. That way I can, uh, when I'm I'm about to sleep with Jewish ladies, I always just say, if you see the beginning of American History X, I feel different. (laughs) This is American History Sex. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say that this is, I think, one of our best episodes ever, because Dylan and I went from being like, oh, it'll be fun to do a Dirty Dick Murdoch episode, to... Oh, God, fucking damn it. He was so fucking horrible as a human being to... That guy is fun to make fun of because he's a drunk piece of shit racist fuck. Well, that's the problem, right? There's going to be so many more of these. (laughs) There's going to be so many... So many, and we've, like, we're going to have to do a Bill Watts episode. Uh, well, we still have to do that. That'll just we be... have to still, at one point, do this Buck Zoom-Off episode, and that's going to be the worst thing ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm not. There's one person worse than Dick Murdoch. 
Yeah. It's, it's it's almost as if Ber- Vern Gagne was upset. Dick Murdoch left the AEW and was like, "Get me someone more reprehensible." Dad, we don't want to do. I yeah. said, "Get me a pedophile." Get me- <laughs> and not too expensive. We're not hiring Jerry. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> Get me wrestling's most inexpensive pedophile. I said, "A uh, pedophile, not thing. the pedophile." <laughs> Oh, we've already used up all our Lawler jokes. We have like, not. We have not used up nearly all of our Lawler jokes. <laughs> so, all right. This is the end of the Dick Murdoch episode. Thank you very much for listening. Everyone, my Edinburgh show goes on sale March the 20th. If you're coming to Edinburgh, Scotland, come to the show. Dylan is not coming to the festival this year. So your only opportunity to see a wrestling review host live in the flesh is coming to see my show. Very briefly, there is one wrestling joke in it right now. Will there be more? Who the fuck knows? Who knows? I got a bunch of dates, but uh, yeah, that'll be fun too. <laughs> go to my website, go to our website, go to our Twitter. Just say hi, say hi, and then we'll say, why are you writing this? And then, and then I'll find your email. And we, my we will s- cyberbully you. Ladies and gentlemen, for Dylan Gott... Yeah, we'll cyber. No, wait. You bully, I'll cyber. You get me? <laughs> Age, sex, location. Enjoy this Dick Murdoch promo. Let's hope, hopefully, he controls himself. Tony, first of all, Alvin, congratulations. Good afternoon. Vladimir, very good. Now, let me get you to Cheeto. Before you start standing out here jumping on somebody's bandwagon, you better take Dusty Rhodes. And you better go sit down somewhere and start talking to that man and ask him just exactly if Dick Murdoch's afraid of anybody in the world today or has ever has been. And I'll guarantee you, Dusty Rhodes will tell you no. Well, I kept on in a big zero. Dusty will tell you about times in Minneapolis. When I cleaned out the flame, he'll tell you about the other times. And now, Dusty Rhodes to you. You hear these people chant for you and Nikita. Well, get it straight, Dusty Rhodes. You stood out here earlier yesterday and you're talking about a dirty egg-sucking dog. Well, you see it on the lines. And then you had Nikita tell about a big yellow strap. Well, both of you people knows that Dick Murdoch along with Vladimir and Alan Koloff are definitely no cards. Dusty Rhodes, you can't intimidate Dick Murdoch because you and I go back to West Texas State University. You and I started wrestling together, Dusty Rhodes. You and I had a bar made to go eat together. And like you said, you did win the World's Championship three times, and I wanted that, but you got it, and I got Japan, like you said. Also got Australia, also got all around the world. Nothing had the freeloaders sitting out here. Tell you that traitor. Don't you have that traitor? I did my turn to the United States Marine Corps. I am one of the finest American citizens in the world today. And I have got two of the greatest partners. And along with these two, we will destroy the Tina Cola and the American Green Dusty Rose. Because Dusty, you call yourselves the superpowers. But when I go back home to Amarillo, Canyon, Texas, and my boy Brandon says, Dad, how come Dusty didn't take you as a partner? And he took that lousy Russian. It's a little bit hard to swallow. Dusty Rhodes, Nikita Kolov, get ready for Vladimir, get ready for Alan, and get ready for Captain 
Redneck Dick Murdoch. Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch, along with Ivan Kolov and Vladimir Pietrov.